Trees in every country. Trees, you know we can work together and learn what we need to meet the challenge. Traditional skills and modern techniques. Whatever language you speak, you have a world to offer every day. Climb with the ISA. Welcome to the ISA's Science of Arboriculture podcast series. This series was developed by the International Society of Arboriculture and is brought to you by the Bartlett Tree Expert Company, caring for America's trees since 1907. We provide full-length educational talks by the world's top researchers, educators, and practitioners to keep you up to date with new developments in arboriculture. Today's talk is by Dean Simonson, a director at Tree Logic, an arboricultural consulting firm. He has developed a GIS method for tree surveys to assist both private and public tree managers. This podcast features his talk on an innovative survey approach for analyzing the composition of the public urban forest. This talk was originally presented at the ISA International Conference in Parramatta, Australia in July 2011. Yeah, thanks for uh, introducing me there and uh, I'll, I understand it's uh, late in the day and uh, there's a 4.30 finish and I, I suppose the beers are waiting for, for most people. So I'll, I'll try and work through and get through with this as uh, quickly as I can and speed things up. Um, as Terry mentioned, I work for a firm of consultants from Melbourne and um, this project uh, that um, I'm talking about today uh, stemmed from uh, some involvement with Canberra back in 2009 where they undertook a pilot study to try and ascertain whether it might be viable to undertake a full survey of the whole Canberra area. Um, at that stage they only had really estimates of uh, what their total tree population was and that was around about 630,000 trees. Um, so. Uh, of those 630,000 trees, approximately 210 existed in uh, open space reserves and the other 420 uh, existed in street and parks, street as street trees or park trees, so approximately 210,000 trees in each uh, segment. So really today it's, uh, I'm just trying to give an overview of, the, of that project and uh, where Canberra is at the moment in terms of uh, developing some uh, urban forest strategies for management. And it's, it's really from a consultant's perspective. I don't work for uh, Canberra per se, so I'm, it's from a consultant's perspective. So basically I want to cover off on uh, a little bits and pieces about Canberra and just uh, where it is, its size and so on. Um, look at the landscape history of um, Canberra in terms of when things started to get planted and developed. And then start to uh, understand why they chose the audit method as a, an approach as opposed to other methods of assessment of trees. So look at some detail of the method and how it worked in the field. Um, cover, on some, cover off some, some of the results that we found and initial results because of it's, it's continuing the investigation and analysis of the information. And then just conclude with some, uh, some basic outline of where now Canberra seems to be heading in terms of managing those trees. So for those who aren't local, Canberra sits in between uh, Sydney and Melbourne and quite closer to Sydney, which is a bone of contention for over 100 years. 
Um, and there's Canberra, uh, or a main parade in Canberra, which is Anzac Parade. It's, uh, there's a war memorial there and a parade of Anzac Parade, which leads through and uh, you can see old Parliament House and new Parliament House. So this photo is in 2001. So if we move, if we have a look at Canberra in, uh, and we can't see the writing, unfortunately, this is 1948. So the same war memorial leading through to old Parliament House. Obviously, new Parliament House hadn't been constructed yet. And what's interesting is the, the degree of open space. So if we have a look again, 2001, in 50 years, um, so it's uh, quite considerable tree planting has occurred in a reasonably short time frame. So in terms of scale, and unfortunately you can't see the, the first column of the, the chart, but Canberra consists of 106 suburbs. So uh, being such a large area, and the area has been divided into regions for management purposes, so north, south, central areas and um, if we look at the fact that there is 106 suburbs we compare that with the likes of uh, Melbourne. I think Melbourne has about 11 suburbs if I'm correct and Sydney has something in the region of 31. So it's uh, fairly expansive in terms of its urban forest management issues. So there's a map which uh, can probably help illustrate the size and scale of uh, the management challenge there in Canberra. Uh, City of Melbourne, approximately 36 square kilometres, um, Canberra 375, so 10 to 15 times uh, size and probably a budget that equals about the same as uh, both Sydney and Melbourne, <laughs> if I was going to have hazard a guess. This is a, a great chart and it's not my work. It uh, was developed from a study that was undertaken by ANU University and some forestry students. So they analysed um, and assessed um, the street trees throughout the city over a 10 year period, 1994 to 2004. Uh, and on the basis of those investigations they created this chart, which I think is enormously informative in terms of how Canberra developed its landscape. And that is um, you know, the establishment of Canberra very early uh, as a chap who planted a large amount of trees. His name was Charles Weston. And so, as the story goes, he planted something in the vicinity of a million trees in four years. And not all specifically in streets or parks, but he basically planted mountainsides with trees, with native trees. So, quite a visionary and certainly a highly regarded uh, throughout Canberra. Um, a couple of, well, certainly a, a war bef before that and uh, a depression and another war, sort of some very lean times in terms of the development of the landscape. Um, another chap, Lindsay Pry, came along and uh, as the, the main horticulturalist for Canberra and then he started to develop uh, some further tree planting programs and basically initiated a, a, a dependence or a, a more a higher emphasis on native tree planting. So as the chart shows, you know, the early, the early plantings of which some still exist today, some of the major avenues in central Cam Canberra, 
for exotic deciduous trees, uh, uh, you know, a high emphasis on those types of trees. Whereas uh, towards the 60s and later, there was a, more of a dependence on native trees and a switch, certainly uh, influenced by the community's desire to have native trees. So the, uh, the next, well, the, probably the biggest planting episode is uh, the development of some regional areas of Canberra, you know, suburban development. Um, as you can see, there's some, th this chart indicates annual planting um, numbers and as you can see in some years there was up to 30,000 trees planted in a single year. So I mean, it's fairly clear what some of the problems might be if that level of planting occurs on an annual basis and then it's followed or um, subsequent years there's actually no planting or very low planting. So ultimately there's going to be a significant problem with um, even agedness of the population and the same problems exist as Sydney, as in Melbourne, as probably a lot of cities across the um, eastern seaboard is you have even aged tree populations that will need uh, intervention to some degree. Um, so moving on to why, why Canberra undertook an audit and it's pretty you can't read that but this is just a chart that indicates what sort of time it might take to actually assess an individual tree. And I admire the work done in um, Spain and Madrid, particularly if they've surveyed half a million trees because it makes for some uh, very, very tired assessors, I would say, because if you look at this chart, uh, if you can assess 480 trees in a day, it's going to, you're only spending one minute on each tree. It's going to take a hell of a long time to, um, to survey 500,000 trees. Obviously, you can get more people to do it. But uh, with most... Most assessment uh, strategies, once you finish surveying a tree once, or the city once, the idea is that you return back and you reassess those trees. So quite a uh, time-consuming and a resource-hungry resource um, or occupation. Um, so Canberra looked at what, what was the, uh, the, the first question of an asset management program would be to what, what do you have? And um, so trying to ascertain what you have when you have probably over 500,000 trees, you need to determine um, what your objectives are when you make those assessments. Canberra put forward some of these objectives prior to the development of the, the process. And I think those objectives are pretty similar to most urban forest managers. They, they put forward the same sorts of things. And as I've heard uh, this afternoon, uh, Certainly Spain and Madrid and City of Melbourne have similar type objectives in terms of developing their urban forest. Um, one of the other issues was to have a, a system and a, a, an assessment method that provided a, a fast and efficient overview. And ultimately, uh, Canberra wanted to be able to understand what they had over 500, you know, over 106 suburbs and 500,000 trees in a short time frame and I think there might have been some components of it were slightly driven by budget. So once a project starts, you have to get it done by a certain time frame. So you have to develop a method that is um, efficient enough to get it completed by a certain time frame, which might be the end of the financial year. So obviously a, a single tree inventory is the optimum assessment approach, but 
as a way to understand where you might direct resources in terms of individual tree assessments, the audit method provided a lot of advantages, so you didn't spend anywhere near as much money, but you could understand uh, what, what areas of Canberra might need more attention than others. And, the, and so those assessments could drive the, um, the urban forest management program beyond that. One of the other keys for the assessment method was that it had to integrate with the corporate um, GIS system so that when there was other asset management programs undertaken, they could be reviewed against the existing trees. So the, the foundation of the audit approach is to use uh, streets and parks or whole streets and parks or part streets and parks as units or collectives. So uh, rather than select, uh, survey trees in a street individually, uh, for the most part a, a lot of streets would have the same species in the street in the same condition so you could just make a, a summative total and average condition ratings and so on to get the get the information. Uh, the alternative is to have single tree points and in some respects uh, manage, management in Canberra thought that these could be complementary processes anyway so initially the audit could be undertaken and then that could point towards undertaking more detailed analysis in certain sites. So some assumptions of the method that which uh, can be a bone of contention for, for many people, but homogeneous streets were preferred. From a management perspective, it's obviously a lot easier to manage street, streets that have the same species. Um, as part of the audit process, there was a scoring system, and the scoring system um, rated, rated sites down, or rated sites higher for intervention, where there was a higher risk, or more people or more traffic. It also um, rated sites that had um, older trees and lower life expectancies for intervention over streets of the opposite. Similarly, similarly with tree health and structure, poor health and poor structure attracted attention for intervention over good health and structure. Uh, streets with lots of gaps, lots of trees and a wide variety of species um, were to receive more attention over the opposite, which is full streets with uh, a low number of species. So their scoring system was developed. And basically there was 10 fields that received a score out of five. And uh, the higher the score, the higher the need for intervention into that site. Now initially it was called a renewal score, which is probably mis misleading, because uh, the actual score um, also attracted attention towards sites that had no trees or limited trees or opportunities for planting. So initially when the, when the assessments were done, there was a feeling that the scores were driving a, 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 a massive removal pr program or something, but it wasn't ever the case. It was only, uh, it was just a, a simply just a definition issue and it should have been just a renewal, uh, an intervention type scoring system. Now with park, park, Scapes, we couldn't actually attribute certain items such as street planting style, style, number of vacant sites, site constraints or species in unit. We didn't rate down parks if they had lots of species because naturally parks do have lots of species. So those, those factors were not uh, used in the uh, scoring system for parks. So it was the 10, the ten, ten fields were used in streets 
but only six were used in parks, the bottom six. So this is the form which uh, was used out in the field. Um, so there's actually 45 fields on the form and some of them are just administrative fields in terms of location, inspected date, that sort of information. But you can, you can see the actual scoring fields where there's a, a number in brackets. So the, the calculation of those numbers is totaled on the fly when you're doing the assessments. It comes up with a renewal score and then it gives the uh, assessor an opportunity to make a recommendation. So the higher the score that was sort of influenced possibly their, uh, <coughs> their final recommendation. So three, the three major species of a street or park were collected with total numbers. There was also information collected on uh, number of dead, poor or dead trees, very poor or dead trees and young tree uh, numbers so, they put, so that we could manage, we could understand where some of the works might be needed from a maintenance perspective. Um, there was also a general maintenance recommendation and priorities made on each unit. Um, to assist with tree management also. So this is all conducted using uh, rugged uh, mobile computers. And it basically meant uh, assessors were walking around a street or driving around a street collecting this information. So you could scratch notes on a piece of paper and then attribute the form on the fly. Um, but it worked reasonably well in terms of um, the speed and efficiency. Each unit also had a photograph taken of, um, one or two photographs taken of the unit to assist with you know, recalling or analysing the data at a later date. And this is the, uh, the screenshot of the, uh, the data assessment form without the form on. So these polygons that you can see, the green outlined areas is actually the polygon that was created, which is the edge of the, the property line property line to property line that extends to the centre of an adjoining road and that was a, a, actually an asset management component that uh, Canberra had for road centre lines which tied into their corporate asset management system so the idea was to contain those road centre lines so that the, the data could be more functional in terms of integrating with other asset management systems. But this would be a similar view that you would receive on a GIS system analysing the information. So in terms of results, 85 suburbs were assessed over um, a two and a half month period. There were uh, 12, 12 staff with, from four different uh, contractors and it was about 2,500 man hours of um, assessment were undertaken. So it was a fairly rapid, um, rapid assessment approach and basically there were 8,300 units collected and this, this equates to 466,000 trees effectively summarily assessed um, during that time frame. And as you can see there, there's renewal scores for streets was 19 out of 50 and 12 and the average renewal scores for uh, parks. So it was, I think the average the average numbers were 1,500 trees a day per person was summarily assessed. And if we move on, so the average trees per suburb were 5,500. So on that basis, there was probably a suburb um, assessed every three and a half days or thereabouts using the, the polygon method. Uh, vacant sites, there was 
22,000 vacant sites identified throughout the audit. So there's some 22,000 planting opportunities. Uh, very poor or dead trees, there were 17,300 very poor or dead trees, which uh, is an automatic or instant maintenance uh, issue for, for the tree management in Canberra. And there was 22,500 young trees identified as being planted within the, within the units. So some, some nice overall um, assess, you know, information that can be used from management on a day-to-day -day basis for programming and so on. So, so based on the numbers that were collected, and there's the 18 suburbs that have not yet been collected, uh, the estimated total for the, for the Canberra region is about 564,000 trees which is a lot of trees. Um, just quickly, uh, the recommendation that was made on the basis of the renewal numbers, um, the top line there shows that for the vast majority of sites or units, the, the recommendation was actually maintained. So there was no mass uh, removal required across the city. Um, in fact, in terms of renewal, the actual recommendation of renewing an entire street was only made for a very small percentage of um, streets. Um, life expectancy was collected uh, during the assessment and um, as you can see there, there's a, there's a high number of um, trees expecting to need removal in a fairly uh, short time frame after about 20 years to the, well, the next 20 to 30, 45 or 50 years. And this corresponds to the chart that was produced earlier in terms of the, the age of the uh, population in terms of the landscape timeline from a historical perspective. So if we, it marries up exactly to the, the, uh, you know, the heavy planting periods during the, the 60s to the, the mid 80s. So if we look at that uh, life expectancy chart, and I suppose uh, Ian did the same thing for Melbourne, looking at the life expectancies across there. Um, some models propose uh, to have a more structured, well, structured age profile, and um, I certainly think that's a, that's a direction that we need to head into to have more sustainable urban forests. Um, there's some work done by a, a long time ago where and unfortunately, <laughs> we can't see the bottom of that slide, but uh, the, basic, uh, the basic model is that if you want 5,000 of a certain tree and they, la they last for 50 years, then you'll plant 100 trees every year and you'll have 100 at one year of age, 100 at two, 100 at three, 100 at four. So if you follow that model, you'll have a, a set amount of trees uh, that would make up your urban forest. So that would be a sustainable age profile. So you would have a, you would plant the same number every year as a component of a, of a higher, you know, your entire urban forest structure. Uh, this was, this, this work was done by Barch in 1985. So for 25 years, this sort of uh, age structure information has been known. I guess now it's really just coming to fruition because uh, the eastern seaboard of Australia is sort of uh, all ageing at the similar time. The, the advantage, I suppose, the consolation for Canberra is that uh, 
there's about 15 years to get things prepared and I think that's where they are at this point in time. After conducting an audit, we can now have a better idea of the age and life expectancy issues and strategic challenges ahead. So we need to start to implement uh, tree removal programs, tree planting programs. Um, there's immediate maintenance challenges, so contracts can be let to remove all those dead, dead or dying trees. Uh, species di diversity issues, which were mentioned before through some of the other presentations. Eucalyptus, Eucalyptus minifera, the dominant um, single genus, 21%. Eucalyptus species generally, 39%. And Myrtaceae, 40%. If people are familiar with Santa Moore's work, he put forward the uh, proposition that it was, was the 10, 20, 30 rule. So 10% in any species, well, that's double. 20% of any genera, so that's double. So if you were going to follow that rule um, religiously, then uh, there's some significant diversity problems there. But I would say that that, that type of um, structure or species profile would probably occur across most of uh, the eastern states of Australia in terms of numbers. So how serious you might take it would be another, is another question. So overall, there was 370 species uh, recorded in Canberra, but actually 20% uh, or the top 20 species actually accounted for 72% of the population. So there's a question mark of how you define diversity, I suppose. Uh, maintenance, the maintenance recommendations were made during the um, audit and the calculations of those um, assessments indicate there's approximately 60,000 hours, man hours of work just to undertake some of the, the, the medium high priority works. So some significant works ahead. Work requests uh, are approaching 9,000 per annum. So customer work requests where the public ring in and ask for something to be done on trees, it's an average of 27 a day um, get rung into the uh, Canberra administration. So enormous headaches. So I think that the audit data can be used and we'll, we'll be, there'll be ongoing investigation analysis into, in, analysis, analysis into the information. Can, we can set up some removals and planting schedules. Um, certainly want to use the audit information to start to schedule a cyclical maintenance program, which they haven't had. I think there's about 15% of time is spent on cyclical programs. That wants to be extended out to about 65% of uh, work time. Um, it, it is linked to the corporate GIS, and uh, so that can be that can track road improvements and so on. So there can be some sort of correspondence between those two departments about what happens in terms of tree tree retention and removal there. And also, the order can actually um, identify certain areas where individual tree tree inventories might might be more. Uh, more viable or useful to uh, ma maintaining certain trees. So in terms of where Canberra is, I think we've, uh, we've done the what, what do you have. They had an idea about their objectives and where they wanted to head to. And now they're at the how do you get what you want. So I think the next uh, 12 months will be spent developing strategies and direction to, to get to somewhere near where uh, some of the work that Ian Shears has been working on it in Melbourne with uh, very, very impressive documents about which way they want to go.
and always remember big trees give big benefits so um, just an interesting point with Canberra every per annum they get a handover from new suburbs because uh, Canberra's been growing fairly regularly for the last uh, certainly the last four or five years but uh, they could have an annual turnover of something like five annual handover of approximately 5,000 trees where new suburbs uh, get built and the, the tree handover is in the vicinity of 5,000 trees. So as a manager, if, uh, uh, it's an interesting way to operate is that uh, at any given time you might just get handed over X amount of trees to keep managing. So, so hopefully you get the same sort of budget increase to, to cope with that. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you. This concludes Dean Simonson's talk on an innovative survey approach for analyzing the composition of the public urban forest. If you would like to learn more about tree inventories, you can find additional materials at the ISA web store, such as the best management practice for tree inventories. If you would like to receive CEUs for today's talk, the code for the quiz is SA8670. Again, SA8670. Thank you for listening to this episode, which was brought to you by the Bartlett Tree Expert Company, caring for America's trees since 1907. Remember to subscribe to this podcast series and join us next time for another episode of Science of Arboriculture. Trees in every country. Trees, you know we can. Work together and learn what we need to meet the challenge. Traditional skills and modern techniques Whatever language you speak You have a world to offer Every day Climb with the ISA